Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real, and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. Hey Church Alive, how you going? You doing good? What a crackling atmosphere of God in the house, yeah? And uh, for those of you that are in our overflow, you are here. We'll get you in here eventually as we expand the walls of this place. Maybe we can just all, just all out that, just lean on the wall. See if we, no, 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 just don't do that. During the first service, uh, God just dropped a thought, which is a good thing. Good thing to think. Drop, drop, I'd say a prophetic thought in my heart. And, uh, and, and this was the thought. I, kinda, I saw a picture of a thousand new oversized coats. Versace. No, no. I, and the, the thought was this. And, and again, I don't, I don't need to convince anyone here that we probably need a new bit of space at some stage, right? And God has been blessing, having had the privilege of being uh, coming alongside these rock stars for eight years. Um, you know, you know, but we love you. We, I rate you as some of the finest uh, young leaders. You're not as young as you once were, but uh, your wife looks the same anywhere in the world. And uh, everyone's young compared to me, but... But seriously, what, you, what you've got on your lives and what we're seeing here, though if you've been tracking, you think, my gosh, this, this is a long time since the pizza slice that we used to be in. It was a tiny little, you know, building. I felt like it held 80. But it was more than that, but not much more. And so, Anthony, this is a seed. This is a seed. This, the lid's about to come off so many things over your life. You've been faithfully just sowing, loving people. You're, you're some of the finest leaders, but you love people and you love the Holy Spirit. And it's a wonderful combination. And it, and it relates to the Isaiah 54. I nearly said Isaiah as if you were Aussies, but Isaiah 54, um, which, which talks about um, expand the borders of your tent. Stretch forth, strengthen the cords, lengthen the stakes. And, uh, and, and again, you think, well, you don't need to be a prophet for that. But, but here's where the thousand new oversized coats come in. When young Samuel, the, the little younger, young prophet dude, uh, he, was at, he lived at the temple. His mum gave him over. To, to the priest to, to do work around the, the, tab, the, the, the temple. And, uh, and every year, Mumsy would come with a coat, get a new coat every year. You think, well, why the heck? Like, you know, because the kid was growing. I was just like, just noticing Ben, not to embarrass him, but I love embarrassing him. And he's doing the camera and stuff, you know. And, and man, he's, he's, his guns are getting big. And, uh, and, you know, when I first met him, he was down here. And so, and so 
Samuel was getting a new coat. And possibly when mum brought it down, the shoulders drooped a little bit. And, and you know, as he waved a goodbye, he'd say, thanks for the new coat, mum. Because it was too big. And that was intentional because she wanted him to give him something to grow into. And it's like I saw, you know, an angel standing alongside each of those coats. And as each one came, there were some, and your actual size is a medium, but, but the angel gave you an extra large. And for some, the, your, your natural size was a small and you got, you got a large. And, and, and I, I just, I believe the word of the Lord is this is a season that God is wanting to pour out His Spirit and grow things exponentially. But the only way that can happen is as everyone here puts on their big boys' pants and big girls' pants and takes responsibility for your growth and development in the next step. Think about, think about you 2.0. You 2.0. And, and whether you are 16 or whether you are 66, it, 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 you, you can start. And, and I, I was saying to Andrew before, I said, oh, how do they know how to, you know, get in? And he said, oh, there is a, I said, is there a QR code or something? And it was literally in front of me. I was like, oh, the QR code, it was right there. So, so just before I open the Word, I want you to get your phone. And, just, and if you're not registered for something, just go there now. Take a minute now. Young men, what your pastor is saying, he's thrown a gauntlet of challenge down to you. This decision could actually set your trajectory for the rest of your life. Ladies, if you haven't yet registered for Resilient Woman, you need to get into that. The church is putting this stuff on don't, don't think, oh, yeah, that'd be great for the person next to me. No, it's great for you, bucko. <laughs> this, is, this is how we move forward with what God is doing. Make sense? So grab a hold of that QR code and do it and do it now. In Jesus' name, I'll just throw that little bit of a, you know, manipulation on the end there. <laughs> Father, we just thank you for the honour of being in your presence. We thank You for the power of Your Word. And Lord, Your Word is truth. Today we unpack it. And Lord, we, we, we ask that You would, Lord, You'd breathe on it. Lord, I don't want this to be a talk or a speech. Uh, we'll have some fun and we'll bring the power of Your Word. Let Your Word do its work today. I pray in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Mags, I can see that song, Dearest Father, being sung in stadiums all over the place. Honestly, in the first service, I just, I just couldn't hold it together. And, uh, and, and I was just asking Caroline, I said, has it gone out yet? And it's about to, apparently. Um, you guys have been seeing it. It is a, there's something on it. Thank you, crew. Nice flannel. Awesome. Awesome. <clears throat> um, Andrew was saying before that Thrive starts at 11 p.m., um, we were thinking of putting that on just to really sort the men out from the boys, right? <laughs> I was going to wear today a black suit with a black tie and a big black top hat because my dad used to be a funeral director and I thought that would be an appropriate attire for a live AM service just to, just to sort you out. Good morning, it's nice to be with you. In fact, the very first house I lived in was upstairs of a funeral parlour. And uh, they, mum and dad were pretty poor, so they just got a box from downstairs 
and put a mattress in it. That was my first bed. No, not really. <laughs> there, was, um, there was a time, though, I was, I was, I was hooning down the back in my, on my little scooter at about three or four, and, uh, and, I, and I just got out of control, cracked my, my, my chin on the bolt on the back fence, and blood was everywhere, apparently. And uh, they were looking, they needed to take me to hospital just for a couple of stitches, and they were looking for a car. The only vehicle they could find, you, got, you guessed it, you're getting ahead of me, it was a hearse. And, and so little, little dude, you know, just getting a couple of stitches, not all that faith building, really, turn up in the hospital in a hearse. And... Uh, uh, my mum, my, we, lost, we lost dad about 15 months ago, and he was 91, and, uh, and he, um, mum was telling me a story just the other day, that there was a time when, as a funeral director, you used to go and have to collect the bodies of the deceased, and he went into a nursing home, and he got a call, there was someone that passed away, and he came past the nurse's station, and they said, they, uh, his dad said, where, 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 where's the body? Oh, just in room 364. He goes into room 364. Uh, sees some feet hanging out the end, uh, grabs the feet, and the guy on the bed goes, ah! <laughs> so be very careful not to look dead. Are you going to be carted away in a box, right? <laughs> not many people would know the name, Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Cannon. Uh, Jimmy's a pretty understated sort of guy, real Aussie, and, uh, and he, was, he was working out the back of Queensland, um, and, you know, like up there they talk with a drawl like this, you know. And, uh, and he did a work on, some work on a property. He was a tradesman. We call them tradies. And he had his truck and uh, he finished his work and he'd asked the owner of the property, you know, like lots, hundreds of acres, there was, a, there was a cave system there and he thought, oh, I'll check it out. So he drove his, his, his truck into the bush and uh, was so keen to get, have a look at these caves that he left his doors open. Fatal mistake in, bush, in the bush in Australia. Came back, got in the car, and uh, as you know, Australia's, you know, really renowned for dangerous things. You know, <laughs> we've got, we got them all. You've got sharks, you've got crocodiles, you've got, you got uh, little, little uh, octopus that change colour, kill you like that, uh, <laughs> uh, spiders. Yeah, we have some fun ones of those. And, uh, and, and of course, snakes. And uh, this, what it, what, as he was hooning down the highway at about 60 miles an hour, this, this eastern brown snake, second dangerous snake in the world, uh, reared up, it had got into the car, and so it, start, it, starts to, it starts to approach him. He's driving, he can see this, and then, and then he's, he's kind of trying to push it away, and that angers it more, it wraps it around his leg, and he's, he's driving, and it starts, it starts attacking the seat between his legs. And all the guys said, amen. Just... <laughs> and uh, anyway, so what's a, what's a tradie do? In Australia, grabs his knife, cuts the head off the snake, and uh, but he thinks he's been bitten, so he takes off down the free down the highway at a, at about about 90 miles an hour to get to the hospital. He, he, like the clock is ticking, these things can kill you in a short time. So a police, he flashes past the policeman. The police siren goes on, pulls him over, and he says, "Officer, you, you're not going to believe this. I've just been bitten by a brown snake, and that's why I was speeding." And the guy's like, "Yeah, right, mate. They all say that." And he said, "No, no, really. The, it's in the back. The dead, the dead snake." And uh, so Jimmy Cannon became a bit of a legend overnight. From being a quiet tradie, he became a, a national hero because he killed the brown snake and driving down the freeway. Brown snakes will kill you in the here and now. The snake, the devil, 
the thief, the enemy, he'll, he'll, he'll actually wipe your eternity out. The Bible says that in John 10.10, 10, that the, the thief, Jesus says it. I know it's Jesus because it's in red. And it's the thief, the word thief is the word klepto, like kleptomaniac. Any kleptomaniacs in the house? No, just joking. <laughs> Give the lady's wallet back right now. The thief comes not to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life. That word life is the word zoe, zoe, which is the God kind of fullness of life. Every bit of, every pore of your sin crackling with the life of God. Choosing amazing every day because of who Jesus is in your life. And you know, the devil, the devil will try and undermine. He's a stealer. He's a thief. He kills, he destroys. And he does that through his best, his, his preferred occupation, and that is lying. Yes. He is a liar. John chapter 8 calls him the father of lies. John also, in one of the translations, says, lying is his native language. And so, and so you and I need to understand that God's word is truth. And in this generation where it seems all, excuse me, all hell has come against the Word of God, where rather than have a high view of Scripture, where Scripture would contextualize every part of our lives and we'd be subject to that, what, the, what, what, what many people have done out of ignorance is taken Scripture from a high view to a low view, into the morass of of theories and, 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 and pop ethics and political agendas and narratives that many of which would serve to undermine, as Pastor Anthony said, the very fabric of our society, the family. And so today, I wanna, I wanna pitch one at you about really reinstating the Word of God. I've called, I've called it silencing the snake. Silencing the snake. Um, in, in Numbers chapter 21, the children of Israel, they were, they were complaining. And uh, we got lots of poisonous snakes in Australia. Obviously, I wasn't able to bring a poisonous snake uh, here. But it's, it's, it, the, the, the Bible says that the children of Israel were, that they were um, arguing and complaining against God. And, uh, and they were, and, and God got ticked at them. And so he sent some fiery, fiery ser serpents and bit them. And there were a whole bunch of people, they were, they were, they were dropping like flies. And, uh, and, and God's heart was like, guys, I've, I've had a bit of enough of this. And, uh, and so I, I just, I want you to know that, that, that that's enough. And people were dying. And the children of Israel started to repent. And they were, they were repenting of, of, of just complaining against God. You know what we say out of our mouth really does matter? Yeah. And, uh, and, so, and so as we, as we move forward, we understand Moses then, they said, we've done a bad thing. And Moses said, God, what am I going to do? And God says, I want you to take a, get a snake. <laughs> and... Uh,
And I want you to put it on. Sorry about those people. Like some of the guys are like, yeah, it's just a, it's not a snake. It's not a, it's not a, not a, not a snake, I hope, I hope. <laughs> just take the medicine, put it under your tongue, it'll be, all be okay, all right? And he said, and, and God said to Moses, I want you to make a bronze serpent, couldn't get the bronze one, and I want you to put it on a, on a pole and, and, uh, and then hold it up and, and then... And then as the people look towards the bronze serpent, serpent, they'll be healed. And uh, now, very interestingly, John, John takes this thought, and he, he actually says in John chapter three, uh, you'll recognise the verse on the end of it. But in John chapter three, it says, "And Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so, must the Son of Man be lifted up." Huh? Like the snake is seen as, his head's looking a bit bad there. The, 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 the serpent, he says, is, is, is just as Moses lifted him up, the, so the son of man is lifted up. Hang on a minute. Anyone got a problem with that? It's like Jesus is not the devil. So, so why would John, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, why would he draw a comparison between Jesus on the cross and the serpent on the pole? Does that sound a bit weird to you? Until you look at the next level. And the reality is that the Bible says that Jesus became sin. To the point where his father had to turn his back on Jesus. So Jesus was lifted up, became sin... So that when we behold him and accept what he has done, we are healed and we are saved. And so, and so from a theological point of view, that Jesus became like the serpent on a pole. Make sense? And so understanding that, that the enemy, who is a liar, who is continually wanting to undermine God's word. And, and look, he doesn't say... God's word is stupid, don't believe any of it. <laughs> How many know the devil does not turn up in your room with a red, so red, a red suit, horns and a pitchfork? He actually sounds a lot like you. That's the subtlety. The Bible says that the enemy parades himself like, masquerades like an angel of light. Hi, how are you going? No, 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 no. Like love is just love, you know, and, and, and you know, it's whatever you feel like. Yeah. Whatever you feel like, just yeah. do it. Because when you, actually, let me go into my core, core text. That was just kind of laying it up. But in, in Genesis chapter 3, uh, we read that the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field. Understand, the devil has got a, a, a fitter of deception. He's got a fiddle of lies. He's got a PhD. He's got a, he's got a fiddle of... He, he, he's, he's been doing it for a lot longer than you. You're a Johnny or a Jill come lately. And we think, nah, I got it. What's up? I'm streetwise. 
I, 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 I can tell. I know. I know when he's subtly undermining God's word. Silence! I know. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Because you know what? We're in the 21st century, 2022. You know, an old dusty book. Come on. Let's get real. Let's get relevant. I know stuff. And I'm good. I'm good. Whereas, whereas here it says he's more cunning than any beast of the field. I would even say he's more cunning than any being that's ever lived because he's made it a specialty. Goes on and says, uh, he said to the woman, did God really say? He's still saying that today. Did God really say? Now, you, you, you watch this carefully. He doesn't, he just says, did God really say, um, you shall not eat of every tree? Of the garden? I heard God, I thought I heard God say that. And, and, then, and then Eve, fatal mistake, she engaged in com- in, him in conversation. And rather than saying, you know, he said, did God really, silence! <laughs> she said, well, no, that's an interesting thought, Mr. Devil. Um, <laughs> he said, she, she said, no, God said we may eat of every the fruit of all the trees of the garden. Uh, but he said that the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, uh, you shall not surely die. That's kind of my remembrance of it, I think. She's already engaged and in indulging in, in doubt in her own mind. And that's his, that's his major, major uh, weapon, if you like. And then, and then the serpent said to the woman, come on, you surely won't die. He's, and then he starts to undermine the very motivation of God, God's intent. He said, God said this to you. Listen, listen, come, come in, come in, come in, come in. Let's just, let's just ask Steve, let's just talk. He said, God knows that in the day that you eat of, of, of that tree, note the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, think, think about the name. Why would Scuzzball use that as his whole kind of deal? The, the, the fact is that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God says, that's my domain. It's leave it to me to decide what's good and evil. Yeah. Yeah. I know stuff. Yeah. I created, as Pastor Katie said before, love that word. He, he made everything. Yeah. He's pretty smart. Yeah. But you get someone or a couple or a bunch with a food and they say, no, you know what? I've done the research and along with my learned colleagues, we have a heart for humanity and we decided creator of the universe, thanks very much. If you could just step aside, we'll partake continually of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We'll redefine what is good and evil and the rest they say is history. And so, and so the end, look at what he's doing. He's just subtly undermining just the reality of what's going on. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and pleasant to the eyes and desirable to make one wise, there was no mention in Genesis chapter 2 of the thing making her wise. She's used a bit of what God said and a bit of what the devil said. And that caused a spiral down. So, so honestly, 
The devil, his whole goal, his whole job profile is to lie to you. You know he's lying when his mouth is moving. He, he literally can't tell the truth. But, but he's smart. He's got a foot in deception and he takes part of the truth and part of error and he takes you away from the authority of God's word. Young people particularly, listen to me right now, online, whoever you are, I want you to be very, very careful that you determine to get on track with a transformation based upon the word, dive into scripture. This will be the foundation of your life rather than have, having culture as, as the meat on the plate and the, and the Bible veggies on the side. It is the entire meal, my friend. Some of the lies that the devil will throw at us. You're not his kid. You're not his child. You can do this by yourself. You'll be okay. You know, like you've done well so far. You know, just look, you, you probably never heard this. You don't need to be a, go to church to be a Christian. Come on. You can... You can do it by yourself. (laughs) They want your money at that church. So just be careful not to get got in. He's got a bunch of other lies. This is all there is. So my whole life is about coming to an exuberant church, putting the butt on a seat and singing real loud to Mag's new song, tipping the offering every now and then and praying for my pastor when I think about it. Amen. This is all there is. Whereas God has invested in you, the Bible says that you can do exceeding abundantly above your wildest dreams, prayers, or imaginations. God has put a seed in you of greatness, my friend. You've got way more than the ministry of the butt. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Good sermon, pastor. You've got a really good church here, pastor. Can't come to the prayer meeting. My snooze keeps going off automatically. (laughs) No wonder there's so many flippin' miserable Christians around. It's like driving a Ferrari in second gear around the car park. (laughs) Man, this, this car stinks. It's boring as anything. Friend, you're a Ferrari waiting to be let out on the open road. You're a portable revival unit waiting to see hundreds and hundreds of people around you. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. And the devil will say to you, this is it. This is it. As long as you can get to church. Remember I said you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. 
come every now and then. <laughs> Why would you make it every week? Why would you set an example for your family to put the word, the word and, the, and the people of God first every week? It's just not realistic these days, huh? <laughs> Lies. Lies. And we buy it hook, line and sinker. It's not worth it. Like, that, you know what they do at that church? Like, I used to go to a church and I did have the ministry of butt-sitting and pastor seemed happy about it. He, wasn't, he didn't challenge. He didn't, he didn't, we had a little pray. It was nice and short. Got home to watch the footy. It was awesome. And now, now, they want you at prayer meetings, transform. What's wrong with me? Where shall I start? <laughs> Galatians 6 9 says, When you sow, you're going to reap. Yeah. So keep sowing nothing and don't be disappointed when you get nothing. You can accept these lies or even just indulge them. Hmm, hmm. I'm not a child of God. Yeah, you know what? I do struggle. You're not a child of God. Silence! It's not worth it. Silence! You can do this by yourself. Silence! One of the reasons we're not silencing the snake is because of the silence of the lambs. Stop being so passive. Stop being so benign. Stop accepting what you hear as truth when it's way short of truth. Start rising up, saints. Come on. Start rising up. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, rise up and silence. Come on. Everyone say it. Come on, silence. One, two, three. Silence. Come on, one, two, three. Silence. The Spirit of God yeah. is wanting to do something, not just in church alive, but in and through you. Yeah. Been in a faith series. I like that. Hebrews 11, called the faith chapter. And right at the get-go, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hopeful. Faith is not like a cloud. It's a substance. It's meaty. It's, it's, it's tactile. You can walk by faith, crashing through whatever bar- barrier the enemy throws up against you. By faith, we understand the scripture says that, that the worlds were framed by the word of God. No, by faith. So, so, so you, at some point, you've got to accept this is not a book of, just a book of wisdom or a manual to do your life, like a car manual in order to change the oil in your car. Although just saying, 
it's good to change the oil in your life. This is the living, breathing Word of God. Way back in the day when we did really corny things, a mate of mine, a friend of mine, because we're so cool now, is doing some street witnessing. And uh, he, he, he put the Bible on the ground, put a hat on it. And, uh, and he starts, it's, a, it's alive. It's, it's alive. It's, it's, it's alive. It's alive. It's, it's alive. People started getting, it's alive. It's alive. And he pulled the hat up and said, it's alive. It's the Word of God. And it's living in my heart. God's heart. It is alive. It frames our world. The best thing you could do, one of the best things is to get God's Word, get it in your mouth and start confessing it over your life and over your family so that when you go out into the day, you haven't got a vacuum in your soul. You've got like a, a, a Teflon coating. So when, the, when Scuzzball throws something at you, it slides off. Sadly, many of us go out into the world every day with a, with a, with a Velcro. You're not a child of God. Yeah, you're probably right. You can do this by yourself. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. You've got no greatness on your life. Yeah, you're probably right. Before you know it, you've got this heaviness, this fur ball for a soul. But it goes on and says, some of the legends. You ever wondered when you get to heaven? Hopefully. In fact, in fact, if you're here and you're going, man, you shout and spit and stuff. Front row, well, I did issue them with, with umbrellas, but they didn't use <laughs> Some of you say, well, you know what? This is all great. Good, good, good talk, bit of, bit of humor. But friend, in a little while, I'm going to pray for every single person here that would have the guts, quite frankly, to own your stuff. And say, I'm sick and tired. That is for you online. That is for our amazing uh, family in the overflow today. And uh, they're praying real hard for the, for the expansion of the building. In fact, I, heard, I just got a bit of a, they're on their face in the overflow. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> we all should be that way. We all should be that way because there are thousands and thousands of people that need to be in here that are barreling to a lost eternity even as we preach inside the walls of the church. You go, some of these legends, imagine, you may, have you ever thought when you get to heaven, you, you want to pick someone out or a couple of them and say, hey, hey, I'm, I'm from North Jersey. Bob's the name. Hey, what was it like, Mo? Hey, Mo, what was it like? What was it, what was it like? Can, can you just change that to a G? I'd like to sing this part, actually. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, hey there, Moses. Like. Hey, hey, what was it like getting outside the tent, seeing the stars, getting on your bike, 
to where you didn't know. Not having had a kid. You're both old and wrinkly, need a good iron. And God caused you to be pregnant. How? What was that like? Not you, the Sarah. What was that like, Josh? Hey, Noah. Bought an bought a umbrella lately. <laughs> right through Hebrews 11. Thanks, Pastor Anthony. You appreciate that. It says, by faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Isaac. By faith, jo- Jacob. By fa- faith, Joseph. By faith, Moses. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. And it says in verse 39, it says, All these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. Certainly while they were here. I believe they saw the promise. They just didn't receive it. And then it says, God having something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. I haven't got time to unpack that completely, but let me give you a thought. There was something missing in them that only we could deliver. So just imagine, I go to heaven. It's like, step through, angel, like, yes, wow, it's amazing, awesome. And I see Noah, Abe, Moses and Josh. I say, see Abe, Mo, No, and Jojo over in the corner. They're just hanging out. What's up? And they sit, and I can't, I'm rehearsing. What was it like? What was it like? I don't want to make a gig of myself. I, 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 I just, what was it like? And so, and so I kind of gingerly make my way over there just surreptitiously. And, and Moses says, hey, Murph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come over, come over. I'm like, And it's like, hey, how you doing? We've been, we've been waiting for you. We've been wanting to ask, what was it like? And I'm like, what was it like? I was going to ask you, what was it? What was it? Um, so what, what, do you, what, was, what was it like to have Christ in you? Because we never had that. We had God with us. What was it like? Were you crackling all the time? Did you walk past people and your shadow brought healing to them? What was it like, Murph? What was it like? Let's not wait till we get to heaven to work out that we had the Spirit of the living God living within us and God was wanting to do something through us quite magnificent. Come on, if you're going to give Jesus praise, let's lift the roof on this place. Come on, come on. Christ in you. Christ in you. You can stay standing or sit or stand, whatever you want, I don't care. That's why we need a bigger building. That's why you've got to receive the oversized jacket, the 2X, the triple X, the large, you've got the little. Because God, look at me, look at me. Look at me online. Now, stop stop eating your peanut toast. (laughs) 
That's what God is wanting, wanting for everyone, to have a revelation of the truth of God's Word. Christ, Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ephesians 3.17 gives us an invitation to start that journey. It says, that Christ may make His home in your heart through faith, that you may be rooted and grounded in love. Here's what we're going to do. Just in a moment, I'm going to get everyone to close their eyes. Not for any weird religious thing. You don't have to hold on to your wallet. It's all good. just want to give you a moment's privacy because I want you to make, have a really good think about you. Because in a moment, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to, I'm going to say, listen, if you're not going, going for God, if you're bumping along the bottom, if you're poking a stick at this thing, now would be a good time. I'm going to, in a sense, throw a, make a, a gauntlet of challenge. I'm going, to, I'm going to throw a gauntlet of challenge down and say, come on, what are you waiting for? Step across the line. Some of you big burly men, awesome, fearsome. Wouldn't, wouldn't, want, wouldn't want to meet you in a dark alley. Some. But come on, what about be as big on the inside as you are on the outside? God has put seeds of greatness in your life. And it starts with you opening your life up and saying, God, who am I trying to kid? I can't do this by myself. I want, I want, I want it all. I want you to come in full bottle. I repent of my sin. I repent of living life my own way. I repent of frankly living a lie apart from my Creator. Online, those in the overflow. And then I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for everyone here who would say, honestly, Michael, I need to get my life right with Christ. Or I've got to at least come back into that place that I once enjoyed, but I've strayed from because I've got wallowed in the spirit of the age. You ready? You ready? I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Jesus cares a lot though. Close your eyes, please, right across the house. Online, unless you're driving in the overflow. One, Jesus Christ died that you might have life, that He might, He paid the price. He was the snake on the pole. He was the Saviour on the tree, on the, on the cross. He became sin for you, paying the full gamut of your punishment so that you could be totally forgiven. There is no anger, no wrath of God toward you because of what Jesus has done. Secondly, two, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. When you hear His voice, don't diss Him, don't harden your heart, but respond to Him. Every eye closed, every head bowed right across the house. You say, Michael, you're talking to me. That's, I need to get my life right with Jesus. I've got to come back into that sweet spot. I've got to acknowledge my need of God. With every eye closed, every head bowed, if that's you right now, you say, Michael, pray for me. And I want to see your hand all across the house. If that's you right now, three, lift it up. Lift it up from the front to the back on every side. If you know God is speaking to you saying, come on, it's time to, to stop mucking around with this thing. It's time to, to really open your heart up to the living God. Hands up all over the place. If you, come on, I'm just going to wait a moment. If there's others here and you need to lift your hand, lift it up right now. This is a moment in time. There's a sliding doors moment for many of you that'll change the trajectory of you, your family, and frankly, generations. 
My last call, if that's you and you haven't raised your hand yet, but you really want to, there's something stirring on the inside. If that's you, lift it up. I'm just going to look. Yeah, thanks, buddy. You are so worth waiting for, mate. (laughs) Who else? Anyone else? Thanks. God sees those tears. Church Alive, this is not a a golf match. We're not going to give a little golf clap. Why don't we right now, just with all that's within us, just applaud and congratulate every single person here. Come on. Who's making a decision to align their life with Jesus. Okay, let's pray. Let's pray. I want you to pray this out loud uh, with all of those that have raised their hand. We're family here. Let's not just do it with some merely mouth. Let's do it from here. Come on, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, come on, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of your Son, Jesus. I acknowledge my need of you. I need a Saviour. From my heart, with my mouth, I confess You as my Saviour and Lord. I subject myself to Your plan. I repent of my sin and I receive the newness of life that can only come from You. With the help of Your Holy Spirit, I want to live every day to testify that Christ lives in me. That Christ lives in me. And He's the hope of glory. In Jesus' Name, come on. Amen and amen. Thank God for receiving the word.